All right, this is it. The 12th day of the ThinkPod 12 Days of Christmas. My name is Joel Sedekase. I'm the regular host around these parts, although we've gotten to hear from many of my friends and fellow podcasters on the ThinkPod over the last 11 days. Thank you for hanging with us. If you have been, thank you for listening. And I hope that you've heard something helpful, edifying, something that's going to spur on your own walk with the Lord, and then also encourage you to disciple your children, to give you some resources to help um, respond to non-believers in your lives. Today, we're talking about the question, do all religions teach the same thing? And this is a really important one. It's probably an objection that you've heard. I know I've heard it at least once. And it's sort of this common idea that maybe all the religions either either come from the same source or, or ultimately, you know, when you put them side by side, they kind of teach the same thing. Well, let's examine this objection and see if it actually stands up. Um, obviously, you know, I'm going to find something wrong with it because I don't believe that all religions teach the same thing. And I don't think you should either. But but what's really at the heart of this challenge and how do we refute it? Welcome to the Think Podcast, the show that helps you lead your family in defending the Christian message. It's the Think Pod 12 Days of Christmas, 12 current cultural challenges answered with timeless biblical truth by me and some of my friends. For more content like this, be sure to follow all our guest hosts and join the Think Squad group on Facebook, Gab, and Signal. So, Merry Christmas from the Think Institute, and Happy 2022. Well, we can start by just looking at the basic tenets of the of the worldviews themselves. And uh, when we do that, we see that, at least on the surface, these worldviews and religions actually don't, they, they don't match up. In any, in any way, shape, or form. The way I teach it is that a worldview has to answer certain questions, questions about reality, goodness, truth, mankind, meaning, our destiny, and then the question of who is Jesus. And when you actually line up the different world religions, whether they're Hinduism, Judaism, Christianity, Islam, Jainism, Buddhism, Mormonism, when you line them all up, they all ultimately have different answers to the major questions that all worldviews must answer. So like, what is real? Well, for a Christian, we're going to say God is ultimately real. He exists necessarily. He, he has ultimate existence in himself. And then he made creation, matter, energy, even the spiritual world, the spirit realm. These things are all real, but they exist contingently upon God. God willed them into existence. Actually, he spoke them into existence, and he upholds all things by his powerful word. That's what scripture says. Well, a person who practices Hinduism, a Hindu, is going to say something different. He's going to say what is ultimately real is Brahman. And Brahman is the world spirit. It's uh, Brahman is the all-encompassing um, reality. And Atman, the human soul, actually is Brahman. All is one. Well, that's a very different answer than what Christians are going to give. And if you go down the, the world religions, you're going to get similar and different answers. The the biblical religions, at least the ones that um, pay some 
some allegiance to the truth of the biblical narrative, they're going to have somewhat similar answers, but all of them are ultimately going to be unique and different. And if you go down the line, when it comes to these questions, you're going to get different answers. What is true? What is man? What is the meaning? Uh, What is destiny? These are all questions that are answered in very different ways by these different religions. My point here is to show, at least on the surface, there's nothing unifying in just the beliefs of these different religions. They are all very different, at least on the surface. But I think when people say that all religions ultimately teach the same thing, what they're really getting at is they're trying to point to some core message that all the religions have. And what they want to say is, yeah, but in the core message, they're all the same. You know, something like love your neighbor. You know, that's a good, nice core message. In fact, it's in the Bible. Love your neighbor. Love your neighbor as yourself. Here's the thing. Loving our neighbor is very close to the heart of Christianity, but the heart of Christianity, the core message of biblical Christianity is the gospel of God's free grace given to undeserving sinners. The message that Jesus Christ died for sinners, was buried, was raised to life on the third day, and that there is salvation found in his name for everyone who believes in him, and that one day he will return, that message is not shared by any other religion. There's no other religion, philosophy, system, school of thought, ideology that teaches that the triune God sent his son to die for sinners, and that salvation is a completely free unearned gift that we just simply receive. As a matter of fact, that is the test of true Christianity, is whether or not they get the gospel right. And so while there are other forms of Christianity, I'm putting that in scare quotes, other sects and denominations and other quote-unquote churches that call themselves Christian, if they do not teach the gospel of free grace, they are actually it is a is an unbiblical form of Christianity. So there aren't even two true forms of Christianity that teach the gospel, let alone other religions. But that is the core message of Christianity. And that even if every other religion in the world shared the same core message, and they don't, but even if they did, the, the very fact that Christianity stands alone as the sole religion teaching the gospel, that would disprove this whole objection. And that would show us all religions do not ultimately teach the same thing. Okay, so, so far we've looked at just the basic beliefs of the religions, and we've seen, well, they don't match up that way. We've looked at the core message, and we've seen they don't match up that way. But there is one other way that we could look at to say, could could the religions all ultimately be teaching the same thing? And that's this. Perhaps all the world's religions are like paths up a mountain that lead to one God. And that God at the top is unknown to us. He's ultimately ineffable, which means indescribable. And and yet all the world's religions are man's attempts to get up that mountain. But But in reality, they're all equally valid paths up that mountain. Another way of putting this is that all the world's religions are like tributaries off of one stream or off of one river. They're like streams off of one river. and But the river all comes from the same source. And we don't know the God that's at the source. We only know 
our experience with our own tributary, our own river. So what do we think about this? The idea that all the religions flow from the same source and ultimately lead to the same destination. What, what should we think about this? Because at first, it kind of sounds good, right? It kind of sounds objective, like neutral. You know, like, like maybe, hey, maybe we don't really need to fight between all the different religions. Maybe we don't really need to have religious wars. You know, that kind of sounds nice. What's really going on here? When we say all the world's religions are like paths up the same mountain and they all teach us how to access the same God, what are we actually doing when we say that? Well, what we're actually saying is that all the world's religions are false. That's just for starters, because Christianity teaches that Jesus Christ is the only way to the Father. Islam teaches that all non-Muslims will go to hell. These are diametrically opposed beliefs, and they, they can't all be true. So what the person who wants to come along and say that they all lead up the same mountain, they all come from the same source, what they're actually saying is all these world religions are ultimately false, but I have the true religion, and I am neutral, and I can evaluate all these world religions. Here's the problem. There actually is no neutrality, and we say this on the ThinkPod all the time. There is no true neutrality in this world between worldviews. So what worldview is this person uh, embedded in? Because it sounds like they're being neutral and evaluating all the world religions. Well, there, it, as it turns out, there is a name for that worldview. It's called pluralism. And pluralism is a system of thought that is highly influenced by the Enlightenment and modernity, but also postmodernism. And what pluralism is, is, is a system that says all the world religions and systems and philosophies are equally valid. But what pluralism is doing here, without even realizing it, is they are just, the pluralist is creating a new God. Think about it. All these different religions have their own God, high God, and, and here comes the pluralist with his own high God, the God at the top of the mountain. So although at first it seemed like pluralism was a nice neutral way out of this multi-religion dilemma, in reality, now we've just added another religion to the mix with its own God. But if that one God, the God of the pluralists, is the true God, think about what kind of God that must be. Now, this is where things get really dicey. Okay, so this God is supposedly the source of all the world's religions. But all these world religions have conflicting claims. They say different things about hell and and salvation and whether or not salvation is possible and whether or not there even is a God. Think about it. This one God of the pluralists supposedly revealed all these different religions, but that God revealed conflicting, contradictory ideas. That makes this God a liar. This God supposedly revealed Christianity saying Jesus Christ is the only way and you know, uh, uh, Buddhism and Islam and Mormonism, which all have different plans of salvation. So this God is a liar. The God of the pluralists is a liar. And not only that, but if this God revealed all these religions and 
all these religions have been fighting with each other over the last um, th- several thousand years, then this God is also a God of chaos and confusion. Because look at the chaos and confusion that have come from different religions and sects fighting with each other. So the very problem that pluralism wants to solve, you know, we all live in peace and harmony because all of our religions are false and they all uh, should unite around this new God. Um, Well, this new God is the God that's behind all the world's fighting uh, over religion and all these contradictory statements. This is a God of chaos, a God of contradictions, and a God of lies. Correct me if I'm wrong, but that does not sound like any God I want to worship. In fact, that sounds a lot like Satan. So... Um, also, if this is the one true God, I'd like to know something else. Why did this one God go through so much trouble to make Christianity true? Why did this one God fulfill hundreds of prophecies about the Messiah? Why did this one God reveal uh, so much in the Bible that accords with reality? Why did this one God make Christianity stand out from all the other religions, which with its own unique message, with the principles that undergird human life, with the principles that make science possible? I talk about this on the ThinkPod all the time, but science itself presupposes the triune God of Scripture and the truth of biblical Christianity. Why would this one God who supposedly sits at the top of the mountain, who supposedly is accessed by all these different religions, who supposedly is at the head of the river that leads to all these different streams of religion. Why did this one God go out of his way to make Christianity so plausible and to fill all the other religions with contradictions? And these other religions are filled with contradictions in their teachings. Why would this pluralist God go go so hard and work so hard to make Christianity seem true if, in reality, all the religions are equally valid? Okay, one more question for our our pluralist friend here. The pluralist is essentially creating his own religion with a new high God and with a new path of salvation. What gives the pluralist the authority to start a new religion? Now, hear me on this. Moses went up to the top of Mount Sinai and met with God face to face and received the commands of the Torah. Jesus Christ is God in the flesh. Even Muhammad claimed that he had an experience with the angel Gabriel. Joseph Smith claimed that he had a meeting with multiple meetings with God the Father and Jesus. At least those are claims. By what right does the pluralist try to make his own religion? Is is it did he have some kind of revelation? Did he is he a, is he a prophet? Was this revealed to him that there's this one god at the top of the mountain or is it really just this is the way that it seems to me? This is the way that it seems to me the pluralist. Well, if that's the case, well, who cares? No offense, but why would I care about the inner thoughts of the pluralist and and his hypothesis, his totally unproven, unprovable hypothesis that seems to fly in the face of everything that we know about religions and about God, and certainly that goes totally against everything in, in Holy Scripture. 
Why would that have any bearing on my religion? Why would I abandon the Lord that I love who died on the cross for me, who says that he is coming again to take me to be with him? Why would I abandon that God for you know the notions of the pluralist? The pluralist doesn't even claim to have any religious authority here, mostly because he doesn't realize he's creating his own religion, but that's exactly what's going on. So you'll have to forgive me if uh, if I find that less than convincing and I stick with my time-tested, reality-tested Bible. And so when we examine these other religions, we do see that there are irrefutable, irreconcilable differences between them. All religions do not have the same core message. They do not all lead to the same God. And what that means is we are going to have to do the hard work of working through their actual teachings and figuring out which ones are true, which ones are false, which ones are self-referentially incoherent, which ones are, you know, which ones contradict themselves. And as we do this, we are not going to be able to be neutral like the pluralist wants us to be. We can we can even investigate pluralism but we have to do it from within a worldview. As for me, I am going to be doing it from within my Christian worldview, my biblical Christian worldview, because that because God's word gives me the light by which I can look at all these different worldviews and examine them in light of truth. And I encourage you to do the same thing. I encourage you, if you have not yet become a Christian, if you have not yet repented of your sins and trusted in Jesus Christ, well, I would invite you to do that now. I would invite you to receive the gift of eternal life that can only come through Jesus Christ. Uh, the, the core message of the Bible is clear, it is unique, and it is unbelievably satisfying, and best of all, it's true. Jesus Christ died for sinners, was buried, he was raised on the third day, And right now, he is Lord and King over the universe. And although your sin has separated you from God, Jesus will forgive you if you repent and turn to him. And if you're already a Christian, as I suspect many of you are, I certainly hope that this survey of pluralism and some of the uh, different beliefs of the uh, world religions, I, I certainly hope this has been helpful. And I think this is one of those objections that we can safely put down. I don't think we have to worry about this one anymore, but if it does come up, now you'll have a resource to help you deal with it. Well, I really hope you've enjoyed the ThinkPod 12 Days of Christmas. I know I really have. This has been a blast. I've enjoyed not only recording my episodes, but listening to the episodes from our guest hosts. So do yourself a favor. If you haven't done so yet, go back and see who our guest hosts were, subscribe to their stuff, follow them because they're going to be churning out lots of great content in 2022. And absolutely stick with the Think Podcast in 2022. We've got a lot of really exciting things coming up for you. And I know you're going to love it. And I know it's going to make you think. Okay, that about wraps it up for this episode. The Think Podcast is a production of the Think Institute and is produced by yours truly, Joel Sedeckes. The Think Institute operates under Church Movements, a ministry of Crew under the division of Crew City. To learn about how to support the Think Institute and my family, tax-free, go to thethink.institute slash partner. I hope you heard something helpful today. I know I did. Remember, this is not goodbye. This has just been a short stop on the journey as we learn to lead our families in defending the Christian message. 
and we'll see you next time. Until then, I hope it made you think. Yeah.